Welcome to our All Hallows Eve Eve edition of What About Now? What About Now? Yeah, we are recording this the day before Halloween. So, so now, wow, this is very exciting. So now, I don't know if you had a chance, but um, it's very important that you, um, if you've bought candy for trick-or-treaters, you got to make sure it's of a, a very high quality. So you got to crack open the bag and try at least two to three of each type. Have you done that yet? <laughs> oh boy, have I. <laughs> <laughs> you, want, you want to hear something awful? Now let me preface this by saying I have actually gone out to purchase candy for trick-or-treaters but uh as opposed to shoplifting it what i don't know well well two things have happened in the last week the first one is that i took my kids to mickey's not so scary halloween at disney world Hmm. uh a week ago and that's basically it's almost the same price as a regular ticket but you have access to the park from 7 p.m. to 12 a.m. They have different shows and parades that they don't normally have. They have different characters that they don't normally have. But they also have spots throughout the park where they give out candy. And my two girls loaded up on candy. Filled up their bags with candy while we were there. So you're going to um, re-gift candy is what you're saying? Then, this past weekend, uh, a friend of ours, our neighbor, said she was having what they called a trunk or treat at her church, which was basically, they lined their parking lot with cars, they decorated the, the trunks of their cars in different Halloween-themed things, some of them looked really nice, and of course the people sat, you know, outside of their car, in front of their trunks, you know, and gave out candy, and my girls filled up two more bags of candy and they're going out trick-or-treating tomorrow night so obviously (laughs) they cannot each eat three full bags of candy so yes some of this candy is getting (laughs) re-gifted trunk or treat sounds like what might happen like to a character in goodfellas yeah you would think you would see like the dead body of joe pesci in there somewhere but uh (laughs) trunk or treat motherfucker But, uh, it was, uh, it was, we've got so much candy, and again, I have bought other candy to give, but I have a pretty good feeling that some of this is getting re-gifted, yes. Okay, there's really no reason not to. I mean, is it crappy candy, or is it good candy? No, no, actually, uh, some of the trunk or treat stuff is variable, because it depends on what people buy, but at Disney, no, Disney doesn't do things half-assed, it's, it's all good, it was... Sponsored by Mars and uh, Hershey and stuff like that. So you got oh. Ma- you got Dove, you got Mars, you got uh, Skittles, you got Hershey, you got you know good stuff. So M and M's is M and M's part of Mars? Yes, it is. So you got M and M's. Oh boy! All kinds. Even got peanut butter M and M's in that man. I mean, mm. it's crazy. I have Crazy. a massive, I have a massive weakness for peanut M and M's, and there's so many flavors now. You got because you have coffee and <laughs> strawberry and regular and. Um, I absolutely just love peanut M and M's. Oh, I got plenty of those. So come on over to the house. I'll uh, I'll give you uh some peanut M and M's for uh, trick or treat. There you go. Oh man. Um, I'm waiting for us to hit the the big time so that like any time we mention something on the air, we'll just in the mail in the on my doorstep will appear like a giant ten pound bag of peanut M and M's. I'm waiting for that day. <laughs> we'll Appreciate. Be- yeah, of course. 
Of course. I think I know what's going in the uh, Listener Prime box. It's going to be some Halloween candy. Uh, except Razor. that we did that. We did that already. We can't do that again. <laughs> I think we can. I think we can mark how long it takes by how much Halloween candy is in that motherfucker. Really? So it's like, <laughs> it's our rings of a tree. It's like... Exactly. <laughs> how much... Oh, look, there's three sets of Halloween candy. That's yeah, okay. This is Halloween okay. candy from 2017, 2018, <laughs> 2019, however long it takes. So if you don't want eight-year-old Halloween candy, somebody better call quick. <laughs> and that they won't know which is the old and which is the new, unless you have, like, is there some sort of discontinued Halloween candy in there? <laughs> like, watch uh, them. Oh, look, look, there's a watch them call it in here. I, I think I think Nico Wafers went out of business this year, <laughs> so that could be the 2017 candy. I never is it Nico or Neko? Is Neko. it Neko, Nico? I can't a, remember. A Neko wafer. I think, you know what? My only knowledge of a Neko wafer is, like, it's, it's a line from a Dennis Miller bit. Oh, Jesus. And that's... Goes to show you because like that was like from a couple decades ago when Dennis Murrow was actually funny or entertaining. I mean, what's wow. what's what's more useless now, Necco wafers or Dennis Miller? Uh, I would probably get more enjoyment out of a twenty-year-old Necco wafer than a t- I, I, current I would Dennis too. Miller. I, I I think I would too. It probably doesn't support Trump at the very least. So, um, I don't know. Can you use it to dye your hair or? turn your skin orange because then it would support trump <laughs> so okay well, so uh yeah so i've gorged myself over on halloween candy the past couple days um uh yeah it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun tomorrow we're, we're going as a family of pandas oh. uh, so there's four uh, there's four of us now and my wife wears the same lame little panda hat every year and so, I guess, I think it was, like, my daughter's idea that we go as a family panda. So, everybody has a panda costume. I even went to work today. I wore my, uh, we had a little work um, Halloween party, so I sort of tested it. I wore my panda outfit at work. And it, it, I was afraid that it wasn't going to fit because, like, I got it in the mail. I got it from Amazon uh, probably two or three weeks ago. And it just sat there for two or three weeks. And I was like, you know, it's going to be really shitty if I'm, like, Halloween afternoon, I open that up and find out that it's too small. It doesn't fit. <laughs> and uh, luckily, luckily, it uh, it passed the test. It passed the. It's kind of warm too, which is good because up here in your trick or treat, it's like going to be in the probably in the fifties tomorrow, fifties or sixties. Oh wow! Oh wow! Probably, probably fit. I remember last year I froze my ass. It's probably going to be windy in the fifties. So, um, I'm looking forward to uh, like keep you know keeping warm. I think we're we're getting cooler weather. I think it was down to like seventy six today. Oh wow! You gotta break up the sweater, buddy. <laughs> oh, sorry. Before I forget, before we get off topic, because um, we were talking about Halloween candy in the uh, the prize. I don't know what we call it. The uh, the listener prime. Um, uh, what do we even call it? Do we have a nickname for it for the all the goodies? I thought it was the box of garbage. The box of crap. So the box of junk. Trash. The box of jump. We don't have like yeah. a we don't have a little catchy name for it. We just have the listener prime, the cash, the cash of crap, the, the crap cash. Crap cash. There you go. I'm afraid we we've entered a what about now crisis. Yeah. This is we? this yes because last episode which was about three, three. I, by the time this one gets posted, it'll be about three between three and four weeks. We actually we had a phrase of pays and we, um, well we did not have was a prize. We did not actually announce a prize that goes in the crap cash. 
Oh, we did not. Did we, we did not. We say, hey, we gave out the email, we gave out the social media, we gave out the phrase of pace, but we didn't. I'm guessing that's the reason why nobody responded is because we did not offer them anything. We just said, email us and you get nothing for free. I mean, that's got to be the reason why we didn't receive any sort of contact from anybody. That's it. It couldn't be, you know, all these months going by, that had to be it. So, yes. Yeah, so, wow. So now we have to make it up. We have to come no, something for last week and this no, week. I disagree. I think that we should not include something, and that'll be a mark of shame. We were yes, we but, missed, but doesn't that punish Listener Prime? It doesn't really punish us so much. It's punish Listener Prime, who has been listening religiously and waiting for the right moment to call, and now they're going to be short <laughs> one prize. I say, if they've been listening, that's punishment enough. <laughs> no need to punish them further. It's, okay. it's really a punishment that only our wives have had to uh, deal with at this point in time. <laughs> First of all, d- did you say wives? Because my wife does not, in fact, listen to this podcast. No, but she does live with you, so that is punishment enough right there. Oh, I, oh absolutely. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. she gets you 24-7, 365. And ladies and gentlemen, if you think this is Ted on some type of podcast persona, no, this is just Ted. <laughs> Yeah, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no uh, podcast Ted and uh, no, no, there's great there's, husband Ted. No, it's just Ted. Yeah. There is no kinder, gentler version of Ted. <laughs> what you in hear fact, is what you get. <laughs> in fact, my wife has often explained to me the reason why she does not listen. She says, "Hey, I live with you. I know exactly. I, I don't have to listen to your podcast. I know exactly. I've hung out with you and Darren." I, I, no, I know exactly what goes on. There's no need I, for me to listen. I know what bullshit's going to go on, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why I try to cut the visits to once every couple of years, you know? <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, speaking of which, uh, yeah, so we do have... Uh, we, we were talking the other day about how there's... Uh, I guess it's the Hold only... Hold on, before, we, before oh, we go on, I don't think we resolve this. So, ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm going to propose this. Last week, since we didn't name a prize, that will be called the at-large bid. And what that means is Listener Prime, listen to me, Listener Prime, if you contact us, if you identify yourself as Listener Prime, wait, if you how they gonna, Wait, 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 wait. How are they going to contact us? By email. It's Darren and Ted at gmail.com. That's D-A-R-I-N-A-N-D-T-E-D at gmail.com. Also, what you I can mean? just direct message us on Twitter or Facebook. That's oh, at what about now at what oh, about now pod. Yes, you can. You can. We will accept that as well. And it also again, once let's clarify it cannot be somebody that either of us knows. Cannot be or a even can't anybody but that we've ever met. Nope, complete exactly. stranger. Yes. Um, you know, I, I will also take a, a, if you contact us by writing on a note and then attaching it to my front door with a knife, I'll take that. Uh, like, I get home and there's a note on my front door, uh, like, that's posted with, like, three inches of a knife blade through my door. I'll even take that. Yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you about that, but I, I'll get to that <laughs> in a second. Okay, uh, okay. Um, I... So what I mean by an at-large bid, okay, we have named a prize for every podcast except for the last one. So, Listener Prime, this is our deal for you. 
you get an at-large bid, which means you get to pick something. We'll put a financial limit of $20. You get to pick something that you want to go in the box. Anything that you can think of, as long as it fits in that box and it's less than $20, we will put in our oh my God, Jesus. crap cash. So, like, it, it, it took me less than a quarter of a second to immediately poke a hole in this because... If they say they want a $20 rock of crack cocaine, I would have a problem with that. Okay. Certain certain uh, restrictions apply. (laughs) It must be legal. It must be legal to purchase. It must be legal to mail. (laughs) And we have the right to reject it if we fucking feel like it. We're going to be, but, but we're going to err on the side of, no, that's illegal, that's dangerous. What do they say? You said, well, I guess you said if it's legal to mail. Like if they said something like f- f- fireworks or something. That would be illegal to mail, so. Something that's legal to mail, something that's let's, illegal. Let's keep it normal, people. Let's just put it oh, on. Let's come on. keep it what normal. If, what if they live in California and they want weed and we live in a state that doesn't have legal weed? Again. We can't mail it, so it's exempt from it. Okay, we reserve the right to refuse, but if you if it's a reasonable request, exactly. Wait, what if you it's something weird like Pop? I'll throw in a Funko Pop. Wait, what if they want us to like s- steal something that you know? Oh, I want you to shoplift a pair of women's underwear from Victoria's Secret and send that. I mean, again, that's we have the right to refuse. Of course. What if they want nude pictures of us? Ew. Well, that that. <laughs> Uh, what would be the wait? What would be the dollar value of that? Like that's actually worth thousands. Of, that's thousands of dollars. They that wouldn't qualify because that's worth thousands of dollars. I think we said a limit of twenty dollars, so we'd have to put the nude picture and a twenty dollar bill in there. <laughs> All right. So again, keep it sane. We have the right to refuse, but we uh, we also have senses of humor. So you know be we're creative. open to be creative. Yeah, be cre- yes, be creative. Oh, I like yes. that. That's very good. That's very good. I can't believe you came up with this on the, off the top of your head. Ah, well, sometimes that's what I do. Wow, but uh, well, that's good. Okay, so uh, what what do we call it again? We call it the. Can we want to call it the free parking? What what's like the name for it? The yeah, we'll make this our free parking space. Mostly in Monopoly, you get free parking. You get all the stuff that's in the middle that people have paid for taxes and all that this is your free parking you get something you actually want something good it's not a broken ryobi drill it's something good (laughs) what's what sort of an expression that represents something mysterious something random something um like a some some sort of creative creative choice really i don't like the, the free parking phrase i like come on come on off the top of your head give me another name go um, how about the? Ooh, I was gonna say the. Well, I, call, I, I call I called it an at-large bid. That was the first thing I called. Yeah, large, the bid at um, large. The player's choice. You could call it player's what, choice. Uh, the wild card. The Joker's wild. wild yeah, wild card. Uh, how about wild card? Okay, wild card's fine. That's fine. You get the wild card, which means something worth up to twenty bucks. Be reasonable, be legal, but be creative. Exactly. Exactly. So, so uh, 
about the knife and the door. Oh, okay. You've, you've piqued my interest here. It's been a very trying week. Um, we're recording this post the Pittsburgh synagogue, and it's yes. been a very, very trying week. And I actually thought about you this weekend, because I remember in a previous podcast, um, you, you hang something on your front porch, correct? Well, my front door, not a front porch. I'm not a front porch. Okay, okay. okay. You hang something on your front door. It's an identifying symbol. Yes, and it wasn't my idea. It was my wife's idea. No, I understand. I understand. Um, I'm very torn about it. Uh, in, in one way, I'm very, very proud of you guys for not only having pride in your heritage and your religion, but, but not backing down from the fear that's being stoked these days. But in another way, I'm like... I want you guys to take it down just because I actually, I'm actually worried about people in this country right now. I'm actually worried about the amount of violence going on and I really do fear it can spike. Yeah, but we don't as of yet have angry mobs with pitchforks and torches looking, going around looking for mezuzahs. We, this is, um, I mean, it's, I, I want to say it's an outlier, but if you look at it, if you just compare it to all the other shootings, I mean, it's fairly normal and regular. It's, it's a goddamn awful normal and regular when it comes to your, our regular mass shootings. But, I mean, the fact that they targeted um, Jews, again, I don't see that they're, I'm not worried about somebody going house to house looking for mezuzahs. <sighs> I, I don't know, I you know, it doesn't take an angry mob. I know what you're saying, an angry mob is not going to come down and storm your house. I don't think it's that, it, but it just takes one, one guy, one person who just wants to be a murderer. I mean, I, I don't... So, here's the, here, here's the kicker in this, is that... I don't know if you saw the, the story today, but it happened literally in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Did you see that? No, I did not. It, the neighborhood that Mr. Rogers lived and filmed his show. Because Mr. Ro- did you know that Mr. Rogers, he filmed in Pittsburgh? Okay. But, but that was literally the neighborhood where they shot Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. He literally committed mass murder in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. So, like, what's... It's getting so bad. Like, I don't want to make this a joke, but like, what's next? Fucking Sesame Street? Yeah. Like, there's going to be a mass shooting in Sesame Street. That, I'm not really trying to make a joke. I'm just trying to make like a, no, a smart ass yeah, comment. Yeah, no, I, like, it's it's gotten so bad. There, there is. He shot up Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Yeah, there is no safe spot anymore. There's no place that is safe at all. And just the response. If they had an armed guard at the synagogue, I, I, God, I really want that man out of office. Because so that 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 there's no sympathy, and that it, the the comment is is out of place in that he's not necessarily wrong, but what he's saying it sounds like his first reaction was saying, "What's well, their fault? 
Uh, if they don't have a car, it's their fault. If they would have done such a thing, it's their own It sounds like he's saying it's their own fault, right? Yeah. Now, a grant, granted, just like if you're having a discussion about shooting, he's like, well, you know, places need to have, maybe places need to have better security. But you don't say that in the same breath that you say, oh, it's a terrible thing. It, and then, it, it, again, in that context, it also sounds like he's blaming them. It's like, well, they had it coming. They didn't have an armed guard. What do you expect? Sort of thing. That's what it sounds like, right? Yeah. No, that's exactly what it is. Why was she wearing that? That's, you know, that's the response you would give a, a, a person like him would give a rape victim. Why was she should she have had an arm. She should have had an armed guard. Yeah, exactly. It's just... Uh, I, I did want to bring up a little statistic. Um, the nation's ten largest cities report hate crimes were up 10% last year. With blacks targeted the most and Jews the most persecuted religious group, according to the Center of Study of Hate and Extremism in California, there was a total of 1,038 hate crimes reported in the top 10 cities in 2017. That is from the Boston Herald. So it's not <sighs> just this incident. Is so I want. There's, no, there's another thing I want to mention is that another fact I noticed about this was that. He was our age. Did you notice that he was, he was, or is, that douchebag is still alive. Um, he's 46 years old. He is our age. So I, I, I pondered that for a moment and thought, how did we get to where we are? And how did he get to where he is? What went wrong, went utterly wrong in his life? Because he could have been a, a classmate of ours. I, I don't know where he's from. But, I mean, you know, America, any town, USA, whatever. Um, did, did, did you know that fact about him? Uh, I, 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 let's put it this way. Um, I was at dance class with uh, my daughters, and the wife was at home when the news broke. And he was identified over the news. She watches BBC. She loves BBC. I think she just wants to live in... Great Britain, but <laughs> she um the, the the they described him as a forty six year old, uh, heavier built, uh, bearded man, and that's me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is me. <laughs> we are exactly the same age. <laughs> and guess what? Now you are too, as of last podcast. Yeah, well, we won't talk about the. <laughs> Yes, I've, my, uh, I've, I've, uh, I, I'm not going to say my, my, my odometer has hit an extra, extra digit, but I'm trying to think of a good, good an analogy. Another <laughs> year, another year under my belt, another notch on that belt, I don't know, but yeah, so, 46. But how, how, I don't know how one ends up at that point. Because, like, I, again, I can relate to, a, like, a 46-year-old, like, somebody that's similar to me, um, Obviously, way angrier than I am. Yeah. I just how do you end up? How do you end up where he's ended up? He's he was, um, and then he's using some like white, some sort of um, like alt, some sort of messaging app. I don't know, like a Gab or something. It's like it's, yeah, it's favored yeah. among the white supremacists. I never uh, heard of it. Yeah. Right? Uh, if you're on Twitter at all, there was a really really long time right before the election, where. The Peppy the Frog avatars were dominating the Twitter sphere, so to speak. 
Um, and Twitter has been cracking down on that more. They're still pretty awful at it, but they've been cracking down on, on that type of, of person more and more. And you can get your account suspended or, or even completely blocked a little bit easier than you used to. So they created another website, um, mainly building it as a arbiter of true free speech and that, you know, you're not going to get blocked here for whatever you say. And so all the neo-Nazis gravitated towards Gab. And it's been, it's been, it's been around for a couple years now. It's nothing new. Um, and now it's just, it's kind of made its way to the mainstream media that it's around and now a lot of companies are pulling the, the ability to fund it and things like that, like PayPal said they won't do business in it and things like that. But kind of to go back to your point of him being our age, um, this was another story I'd heard recently, so I just wanted to look at the numbers. A report released today from the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention showed suicide rates for women 45 to 64 increased nearly 60% between 2000 and 2016. For men of the same age, the suicide rate increased almost 37% over that time. No group of women saw a higher suicide rate among men. Only those 75 and over had higher rates than the 45 to 64-year-old group. That is... What's... That's from the Wall Street Journal this past June. And is there any speculation as to the cause? Um, I don't know if there is any science... I'm sure there's being studies done, there's scientific studies being done. I don't know any of those results. I can give my own speculation. What's your speculation? Um, I kind of think ours is the generation that is finding that the American dream is something of a lie. At least the way we were told it was. I think ours is a generation that, especially for the last decades or so, is doing significantly more poorly than our parents did. Yeah. Um, I think ours is a generation that finds it easier and easier to withdraw from the different social groups or organizations that can kind of give people strength during these times, whether it be friends, neighbors, churches, community, drives, whatever, whatever people search to kind of get that sense of belonging. I think there's more, more and more isolation. I think we withdraw more into social media and the internet and electronic devices and draw further away from actual face-to-face interaction with other human beings. And I think that contributes to it. I think... I think the internet is good for finding people with like interests. Um, and you can make good contacts and, and form good social circles that way with people you would never meet normally. But I think it can also be poisonous as well. You can find other angry, bitter paranoid people and that just stokes your anger and it stokes your bitterness and it stokes your, your paranoia. Well, they've done studies that people, you know, they seek out people with similar opinions and thoughts. Yeah. 
we we stay in our bubbles. We all kind of stay in our bubbles. Sure. And uh, if you're going, if if you're not accomplished what you thought you were going to, I think everyone had a picture of, hey, it was the Reagan '80s, baby. We were all going to be rocking and rolling the prints and snorting cocaine the rest of our lives while making millions and millions of dollars. And come the 2000s and none of that happened. And I think that that slow realization that we were never going to be what we thought we were going to be as kids has affected all. What did you think people. you were going to be as a kid? I mean, I didn't... I... I I don't remember having these dreams of grandeur, at least not until I was in college, where I uh, I wanted to be a big time musician or just a medium time musician. That still hasn't happened, but right. But you, people are built of different stock, dude. Um, I think I think you're a college educated person, so you fare better. Uh, I'm a college educated person, so I think I f- I fare better. Uh, I think those who didn't get the college education experience, A, limited their exposure to different ways of thinking and different social circles, but B, I think they've also limited their financial gain throughout the years. That, that's been so i got to be honest. i got to be honest. When I was in high school or early, early you know, not too long out of out of high school, I had this dream that one day, even though even though it had not been invented yet, I had a dream that many years from now I would do a podcast that nobody listened to, and God damn it, that dream came true. Amen, amen. We have realized that dream. Uh, we are living the dream. No, we are living the dream. It's. When I say this, it's not about saying, oh, college is the answer for everybody and college is the only way to achieve any type of happiness or success in this world. I'm, I'm not saying that. There are. But well, you can have a, a passion or something you're good yeah, at. That there you there, there can... are ma- many paths to happiness, many paths to success, and none of them are guaranteed. College is not a guarantee for anything. But I take a look at the way life used to be when our grandparents and our parents were were coming up. And it used to be that you could make a good living without that college education. Uh, a lot of jobs were union-backed. Um, the minimum wage, uh, I mean, the, the wages were a lot less than they were now, but the cost of living was also a lot less. Things like housing, medical care, insurance, things that you have to have, child care. It was very possible to put forth a good middle-income lifestyle on a lot less money. And in fact, sometimes with single-income, in many cases, single-income families. That's not hardly even possible anymore to, to do that. And I think, I think there's a lot of men and women that saw what their parents did and don't know why they can't do it as well. And a lot of it has been 40 years of Republican policies that has stripped away the, the, the strength of the, the working man. And that's, honestly, that explains Donald Trump as well. He was able to 
coax those fears, coax that coax that uh that desolation that these people feel and 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 incorporate into a campaign that made him president of the United States. So let me let me change gears a little bit along the same lines of you know this this angry person that we're talking about and that, to put it mildly. But so I have we've never discussed this. Maybe it's it's appropriate to now discuss my my proposal, my idea, um, my stupid solution to try to solve this whole mass shooting problem. And I don't know if it necessarily applies to this one as opposed to all the school shootings, because um, I don't know if it's it's the right it's it's the same type of personality. But um, do you, that whole that type of personality where it seems like these school shootings are just people there, like. Are they like kids trying to get attention? Like I'm thinking of Parkland and how a kid who was just troubled and um, again I don't know what his motivation was other than what well, did you have any insight into like what are the other shooters? Do they want attention? What what are their their lives are so miserable that they just want to yeah they, they're I, just so angry they want to go hurt people because I, I guess I don't know that applies necessarily to this guy who was. Um, like like this guy or the guy who shot all those people was a Dylan Roof who shot all those people in a church in in South Carolina because it was it was a whole racial r- religious ideology um, um, I don't even want to call it uh, mission as opposed to just a I hate the world it was a very targeted sort of yeah right m- murder no, so I, I, don't get, yeah. I don't know I don't know if if my solution my proposed solution is going to apply to everybody because. Um, anyway, so I'm just going to throw it out there. Get your opinion. Tell me what you think. Because, I think, go ahead. I think, I think most of these uh, kids, I, they're they're almost all male. Um, I think they are obviously already mentally disturbed, and that keeps them from connecting successfully with other people. Uh, so they're usually social outcasts. They almost never have girlfriends or any type of love life whatsoever because they're already so off that you know no girl wants anything to do with them. And so they use that mix of desolation and anger and you know mental instability and the normal raging hormones that teenagers go through and it just makes one big ball of rage that comes out in, in, in violence. Okay, so let me let me let me share with you my. You know, like some some, some some awkward boys when they're in high school, some awkward boys that they can't get a date, they go into comic books and role playing games. <laughs> uh, others apparently turn violent. Okay, so here is my proposed solution, and tell me what you think. Let's take a lesson from the past. Let's think all the way back to. The Vietnam War. Okay. Um, do you remember how in Vietnam the monks who were protesting in... Again, I, I don't know if I have all the facts correct. Um, was it in Thailand? Was it in Vietnam? Was it in... Um, but the... Was it the, the Buddhist monks yeah, the, who were setting themselves on fire? Yeah, the self-immolation. Self-immolation. So... Yes. Let me just let me just throw out a couple things here because like 
it seems like most of these mass shooters, they tend to die in the process anyways. Yeah, yeah, many There's times. a better chance than not that you're going to die. Yeah. And it seems like these people are screaming for attention. So, given that nothing's going on with gun control or, you know, better health care for the mentally... the not, not the mentally challenged, the mentally... Uns- the men- the people with mental problems. People that need help. Mm-hmm. Given that basically nothing's happening, nothing's changed, time for a little more, more radical solution. And why don't we suggest to these people that if they want attention, that they kill themselves on social media and they will get all the attention, all the attention that they crave and they will hurt nobody except themselves. And we're not, I'm not suggesting that just normal depressed people do this. It's only the people that are thinking about going out and shooting up a bunch of people. Just the people that are want to express, to get that attention, express their anger outwards. The, the Columbine kids, the, the Parkland kid. I'm <laughs> suggesting that you go get on social media, live stream it on Facebook, record it, get out there and kill yourself. And I promise you, we will all watch the video, we all know your name, we'll say, hey, that guy did a really great job killing himself. And we're glad he did, he did that. I say he because we know it's going to be he. And we're glad that he did that as opposed to shooting up a whatever, a school or a church or a synagogue or whatever. No, no, again, not, not just regular suicidal people. We, do, we, do, we, we want you to get help. We want you to call and get help. We're just talking about you crazy people who think that the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society is murdering his people or lists 20, 50, 100 other mass shootings in this country instead of going around and plowing over people in Canada driving over people because you are uh, what do they call that an incel and involuntary celibate kill yourself on social media <laughs> what do you think um you know i uh i thought that the uh craziest uh idea that I heard this week was the, uh, the uh, researchers that uh, put forth the prospect that maybe we should start putting small amounts of lithium in our water supply to help Oof. save lives. And I thought yes. that was probably the most controversial or outrageous thing I would hear all week as far as this goes. But congratulations, sir. <laughs> <laughs> You you have you have surpassed them. Now this is just a proposal. If you think it's a bad idea, I'm willing to reconsider. I'm willing to talk it over and say no. It, maybe it, that's maybe that's it, not a good idea. But I just be, leave, I want to. It would be a great idea if somehow that you could cast that net and catch only the ones that are planning murder suicide and not just suicide. But uh, unfortunately, you wouldn't be able to do that. You wouldn't be your your idea would would not be able to differentiate, and you would have plenty of just plain suicidal people offing themselves as well. And I don't want that. I want I want people who feel like there's no hope to call and you know get the suicide hotline or try to get help from somebody. I I, I just I want I want these people who are just filled with anger and they want to express oh, that anger by destroying all these other lives. I, I understand. Uh, I I think the most 
I think the best way to deal with it is try to find a way to give everybody a sense of purpose again. That's the most difficult way. It's definitely a vague plan. How do you give somebody a sense of purpose? But I think that's what's missing. I think too sense many people are, are missing their sense of purpose in this world. They don't know who what who they are. They don't know what they stand for. They don't know what they want. And they don't know how to accomplish it if they do. Yeah, I mean, I suppose we could always go back to plans A and B, which are gun control and uh, mental health, uh, helping people with mental health issues. I suppose we could always try that, right? It's crazy. You know, I had my own controversial thought this past weekend. It was right after the synagogue shooting, which was right after the Kroger supermarket shooting, which is right after the Trumpkin mailing pipe bombs. To oh, yeah, we didn't, we didn't talk about the mail bomber guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mr. Look, let's, let's, le- let's, let's at least thank Florida man! Woo! Florida! <laughs> again! Yeah, yeah. Let's be thankful for incompetence. Let's always hope for incompetence. Oh, I have a great incompetence story for you later, but let's we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. No, so, go ahead. Right now. No, no. I wanted to go into my controversial thought that I had this weekend. Okay. Okay, but before we jump to yours, so again, so, so do we want to draw any conclusions? So you think my idea is a bad idea? Uh... I think if there were a way to ensure that it could succeed to getting just those you wanted, then yeah, that'd be great. But it's not gonna. It can't happen. All right. All right. So, all right. So I'm going to I'm going to formally withdraw my suggestion. Before we get all the uh, the uh, the uh, before the, the Twitter sphere fire gets all fired up with how I'm such an awful person. Um, <laughs> First of all, yeah, they don't even know it exists. But second of all, I'm going, okay, I'm going to officially withdraw my suggestion because the last thing I want is more innocent people to, to get hurt. So, Okay, so it's time for me to draw some of the fire away from you and to me. Okay, all and right, And to put okay. forth my very controversial thought that I had this weekend. And my controversial thought after the synagogue shooting was, what if liberals have it all wrong on gun control? You mean more guns? We're asking, we, we're taking the stance that people should give up their guns. That we should legislate that away, that we should ban assault rifles and things like that. <clears throat> but, also, we know, ooh, but we know mandatory that. Mandatory guns. Oh, mandatory but guns. But we know well and good that those who have the assault rifles won't give them up. They'll be grandfathered in like they were before. So if you already have it, there's going to be no confiscation. So if you already have it, you're going to keep it. What we're seeing, especially in this past week, is an almost exclusively right-wing attack on religious minorities, racial minorities, and people of different political beliefs than the far right, which would be us. Perhaps disarming ourselves right now in what seems to be a gathering fervor <clears throat> to get rid of us might be a bad idea. So basically more guns. I'm just saying they're going to stay armed. Even if we pass the law tomorrow, they're going to stay armed. I mean, it's not really, I think... Mm, Maybe we it, should be spending less time trying to repeal it and more time at the range perfecting our shots. So maybe just one giant crossfire? 
if they come, if they come for us, I, look, all right, let me preface this. I am in no way, shape, or form advocating or asking for any type of violence or civil war. I do not want it. If I could get rid of all guns tomorrow by a snap of my fingers, I would. Absolutely, positively. What I'm saying, wait, wait, though, what, is... What would, be the, what would be the second thing that you would do? After you snap your fingers and get rid of the guns, what would you do after that? Uh, run for president, because I could do anything by snapping my fingers. I'd probably get elected. Why would you run for president? Just make yourself president by snapping your fingers. Because I'm a believer in representative democracy, sir. What do you think I am? Also, a tyrant? You, you would just make yourself king. Come on. <laughs> snap. Oh, <laughs> King Darren. <laughs> anyway, um... You know what I would do? I, I would snap my fingers. I would snap my fingers, and I would have Mango Brookside back. Boom. <laughs> Boom. There you go. It's the mango little things, Brookside. really. Just um, the mango. Oh, and the Liptons. Don't forget. I would have Mango Brookside, and I would have Lipton, uh, ref- whatever the fuck they were called. I can't remember. It's been so long. <laughs> sparkling Lipton teas. Yeah, sparkling Lipton teas. Oh, we're bringing back all the old classics. The expired then, uh, food segments. <laughs> <laughs> Finish it restore because I want to talk about the ruby chocolate. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's it's not a story. It's 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 just. I'll 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 posit the question again. Do you think there is a legitimate risk to you in today's America? Uh, me, uh, a Jew that doesn't believe in God, never goes to synagogue, and is more closely affiliated with Hispanics than Jews. <laughs> I mean, that last one's kind of a stretch, but I, mean, I am from South Florida, so I, like, I, don't, speak, I don't speak Hebrew. I, I know more Spanish than I do Yiddish. Do you think there's a test before they shoot people? <laughs> <laughs> Go, what do you mean? Like, if somebody thinks you're Jewish, do you think they give you like a 20-question personality survey to see how Jewish you are before they pull the trigger? You don't have to be in a synagogue to necessarily get shot for being Jewish. Yeah, but like, you, you're saying you can spot me as a Jew from 50 yards? Is that what you're saying? I say if... I'm not wearing a, I'm not wearing a skull cap in public. No, but if, you give, if somebody knows you, given your last name, uh, yeah, they, they could figure it out. Given the fact that you adorn your front door, <laughs> so it would have to be somebody who knew me, as opposed to just a random stranger, who's walking. He's is like um, running around the mall looking for Jews. It what? could be a big fan of this podcast. You never know. Huh, I'm torn. So what if what if listener prime turns out to be like uh, a neo-Nazi? Yeah, exactly. Oh, like, the uh, irony. Ooh. For my wild card, I want your blood. <laughs> hmm. Like, you know, in the old, I don't know if it still happens, but Howard Stern used to have the KKK guy regularly call up. You remember that? Did yeah. you ever used to listen yeah. to Stern? Every once in a while, not a lot. But uh, I think his name was Daniel Carver. I remember he used to listen to Stern years ago. I don't know if he's still around, but... Um, Wow. So if Listener Prime turned out to be one of these horrible people, hmm. Uh, I'm just saying, do you feel completely safe? Do well, you feel, I don't do, think you feel least... do you feel as safe as you, as you did, say, five years ago? Here's the thing. I'm a neurotic hypochondriac, so 
just that's just one more thing to add to the list. <laughs> you know, it's look, emotions are raw. I'm probably overreacting. Um, if I mean, I'm hold on a second. You ask me if I feel safe. It's like, I mean, I'm worried about the plastics in the food and water. I'm worried about pollution. I'm worried about getting hit by somebody while te- driving while texting. I'm worried about 27 other things. Just that's just one more thing to add to the list. I mean. Okay, I'm going to get shot in a mass shooting, but, but it's going to be a mass shooting where they're targeting Jews. And they're, I mean, do, do I feel safe in this context? I, I'm going to slip in the shower and crack my head open and drown. I mean, all no, I don't feel safe. But what does it have to do with what's going on? <laughs> what I'm saying is the Ugh. extreme right in this country which is the one that we should be probably the most afraid of, seems to be a little bit more prevalent than they were five years ago. The extreme right in this country seems to be more just the right in this country than they were five years ago. And if things go bad quickly, it's going to be because they started something. And... Do we want to be unprepared for that? Hmm. I would say at this point, if I was gonna die in a mass shooting, I'd be. Uh, I w- it would be not because of my religion, just because it's a crazy person with a gun who's carrying out a mass shooting. If you look, if you look at all the mass shootings, what percentage of them are targeting? certain groups. I can only think of two off the top of my head. Right, right. But does this feel like the violence you're seeing? Do you think, does this feel to you like the end of it? Are we in the middle of it? Or is this just the very beginning of it all? Uh, I guess that depends if everybody... Does or does not go out and vote next no, week. Well, this—it depends on your perception of it. You know, this is perception. This, this is just completely opinion and perception at this point. So you're saying this is uh, this is uh, the end of 1932 in Germany? Is that what you're saying? Because in 33, Hitler became chancellor. I, I don't know if I—I I, I hate to make the Hitler comparisons because I think it's overdone. I really do. Uh, and. I think every time this guy does something or says something stupid, people want to drop. He's Hitler. Too quick. There are definitely some similarities, I agree, but he's not the worst mass murderer in history yet. He's not there, so... Actually, I, Hitler wasn't even the ma- worst mass murderer in history. That would probably be Genghis Khan, I guess? Uh, I mean, there's so many of them that killed more than Hitler. Yeah. I think uh, Pol Pot or uh, Mao or maybe even Stalin killed more yeah, than Hitler. Possibly. We don't want to go ahead and juggle those numbers, though. I mean, your shit, genocide is bigger. Yeah, <laughs> your genocide is bigger. Yeah. I'm just saying. Let's not measure I'm just genocides. You, I'm, if you throw out a statement like the worst mass murder in history, I mean, let's 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 maybe throw some facts in there. I'm not saying one is worse or better than the other. I'm just saying that let's uh, just deal with uh, facts. No, I, I, I don't. I don't know if he is or not. I, I, you know, it's it's okay. The most famous mass murder in history. Can we go there? Oh, the most famous? I'll give you. I'll give you most famous. Okay. I mean, I I don't think anyone ever says Trump is being very Pol Potian in his dialogue right now. 
See, the thing with those guys is they kill their own people, so yeah, yeah. people are like, oh, well, well, that's different. No, it's still mass murder. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, my perception is this is just the beginning. We're going to see more violence. It's going to get worse. Is it going to be a civil war? No, I'm not willing to say that now. If I were, anyway, up, do you know how do you know how many people starved to death in China in the '60s because of the the policies of Mao? Do you even you know you know? Did you ever consider that when people say you know that cliche? Hey, you know, uh, people are starving back in China, or finish your food, or or else end. You know, you know, you know. I'm talking about the the cliches about how. And then there's a line in the John Lennon song. They're starving back in China. So finish what you got. Did you do you ever stop to consider why people say those things, Derek? But how many people died in the 1960s in China due to their policies, the policies of Mao, of dragging them into a, like the the modern, a modern economy? Like millions, tens of million Chinese died. You know, I'm really glad that we've gotten to the the crux of this conversation, the heart of this this debate, uh, whether or not Mao Zedong was worse than Adolf Hitler. Congratulations, Ted. I'm just saying, quick. Read a fucking Wikipedia page every once in a while. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the Pol Pot and uh, the was it Khmer Rouge? Jesus. <laughs> so you still are measuring genocides. <sighs> Anyways, yes, Hitler bad. Let's continue. I, I think I'm fucking done, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. Um, is it going to get worse? Is it going to get better? Uh, I guess I, I'm that eternal optimist that you've known for so long. It's definitely going to get better. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know. I... If I were a legislator, I would definitely vote to ban assault weapons tomorrow. You know, I, I I don't think I can change my mind on that. But it's just something to compl- contemplate. Where are we in all of this? Is this as bad as it's going to get, or is it going to get worse? And do we, who don't ascribe to right-wing ideology, um, do we have something to actually fear as far as this country goes. Um, I mean, I'm talking as a white male that's still registered as a Republican on my on my uh, Florida thing. I never changed it from high school. Uh, I'm still registered as a Republican. So, yeah. I have very little to fear compared to many, many other people. But it's something I think about. And I tell you two things. There's two reasons, or three reasons why I'm still registered as a Republican. One, because I'm too lazy to go change it. (laughs) That's the main reason. Two, because it gave me the opportunity to vote against Trump in the primaries and try to stop this. It didn't work. Hey, good job. Nice nice going. Hey, I still cast a vote for Marco Rubio, buddy. I did my part. Others didn't, but I tried. And the third reason is, if I stay registered a Republican, there's a pretty good chance they'll never throw out my ballot. (laughs) 
I won't get kicked uh, off the pole. I won't get kicked off the poles like uh, other people do. So, huh? Ah, uh, man. All right. So, have we exhausted this topic? You want to move on to some haha? Uh, yeah. Let's move on to haha. I got a little too too deep there. So. Uh, that's okay. Uh, deep is okay. I am. But let's I talk am, about. Let's, oh, let's let's get to our first sponsor tonight. Um, what I am enjoying tonight. I am enjoying uh, Johnny Walker, but this is a limited edition Johnny Walker scotch that I found oh. for the first time tonight. This okay. is the Game of Thrones White Walker. White. Now, how does that fall in the in the lines? Because there was like was it red, black? There's blue. There's green. Or there was green. I don't. I haven't looked at it in a while. But like, uh, well, the price point would. Probably, probably put it somewhere Gold. between the red and red and the black. No, it was it was thirty five dollars for a bottle, so not much, not bad. Um, it's limited edition. It's it's to tie in with Game of Thrones. You've seen Game of Thrones, correct? I've never watched a single episode in my life. That's too bad. It's a great show. Um, I, I am quite. Fr- I'm familiar with the show, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones. There, there are zombies in this show called White Walkers. So that's why they're calling huh. it the White Wa- Johnny Walker. White Walker, because the the actual villains or zombies in the show are called White Walkers, uh, so it's it's actually meant to be uh, chilled. The scotch is meant to be uh, frozen, you know, put in your freezer the bottle and, and chilled and served chilled. Um, it's not bad. It's got a a slight, a little bit fruitier taste than most scotches I've I've had before. Interesting. Um, it's different. Uh, I won't put it. Above uh, my favorite scotches by any means, but you know it's it's a different it's a different experience. It's definitely hmm. not bad, and that bottle kicks ass. So I I, I bought it for the bottle. So oh good good for you. Yeah. Um, as far as Johnny Walker's, I think uh, I've tried. I guess it was a couple years ago, but I found that basically I like the one that's the cheapest. I don't know if it's like the red. Red it's is the one that's my favorite because it's the the, the, the fla- it's the fla- it's the only one I can stomach because I think it's the least age or it's the least yeah like yeah. oaky or whatever, and so that's the one I enjoy the most. Okay, yeah, we we had that at your Super Bowl party. We you had the right. Remember taste. we did a flight. We did a every yeah. quarter. I bought this little flight of uh, Johnny Walker like, had tiny the, bottles. You had the red, the black. The green and the gold, I think. I don't think I had the green because that one I, had, then, I didn't try till many oh, years later. It was like then the you gold. had the blue, blue and the gold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, the the red and the like the sort of both ends were the ones I liked the best. The ones in the middle, kind of now. And then like if, like I think at my the weekend of my marriage, I had finally found a place that a bar that had the green and the reason why it's so hard to find is because it, it was it, i couldn't turn i turned green drinking it was so bad oh you didn't like it huh could not stand it, <laughs> johnny walker white interesting yeah um i found it at Publix what? liquors of all places so I, if you're interested check your local liquor store huh. it's probably there but you're not much of a scotch drinker or a game of thrones fan so it probably doesn't interest you but yeah, that, no. that is our first sponsor for the night. Johnny Walker's White Walker. Now available at White Walker. fine liquor stores everywhere. What about uh, Ruby Chocolate, which I finally had? Please continue. So, my my loving wife, for my, for my birthday, I think it was. For my birthday, she got me a couple um, Ruby Chocolate Kit Kats. 
that came from um, jolly old England because you can't still can't get them at least made in the states. But it, like with this day and age with Amazon and orders, it's like just whatever. It was like five bucks a five dollar Kit Kat. Oh wow! And uh, the the thing that it was good. It 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 was sort of fruity. That's what they that's how they touted it is. But the thing that I couldn't get past was that it was still flavored like a Kit Kat, so I couldn't really. It's good, but I don't know if I'm. I was just experiencing the. I wasn't experiencing just the pure flavor of ruby chocolate because it still kind of tasted like a Kit Kat. So that was that was a little bit distracting. It was good, but I'm still. I still want to taste it. Taste one that's not a Kit Kat. If you. I got you. If, if you're with, if you're with me, but yeah. uh, but I finally had my my ruby chocolate Kit Kat, and that was pleasant. It was very pleasant. Wasn't earth shattering. Wasn't uh, was like, oh my god, this is so good. It was like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was worth the experience, but it's not something you track down to get again. It's like my wife's normal reaction to when we have sex. It's like not like, oh my god, it's fantastic. It's like, oh, that was that was, that was interesting. That was different. Okay, hey, hey, huh? You were at least good enough for her to go twice, buddy. So hey. Ah, hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. And you have proof of that. Uh, in the form of my, my horrible exhaustion <laughs> and arthritic joints, yes. That, that, window, that window on unlimited life is, 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 is closing on you quick. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like that my, my kids are just growing stronger and I'm growing weaker. They're growing stronger on my life force and my, my life force is just dwindling away. You ever remember the movie The Life Force from the early 80s? Yes! Stewart? Yeah, I remember that. That scene where like there's like the like the body that's like sucking the life force from somebody like it's like lightning from their eyes. Uh-huh. That's exactly what happens in my house every morning <laughs> around the breakfast table. That's exactly, that's exactly how breakfast goes. <laughs> Did you have a good birthday? Any fun activities you want to talk about? Or my wife got me tickets to see Death Cab for Cutie. That was a lot of fun. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, so that was a lovely time. Always fun to go down to D.C. I keep calling D.C. our New York City because it's like Baltimore. The nightlife is meh, but like D.C. is awesome. Okay. In terms of restaurants and museums and shows and venues, uh, so. Always have a great time and seeing a show or going to dinner or something in D.C. One time we saw Book of Mormon at the Kennedy Center. That was cool. But, uh, yeah, so we saw Death Cab for Cutie at this rather this medium-sized venue, D.C., okay. and that was a lot of fun. Went to this great restaurant beforehand. Cool. But yeah, so that was that was the birthday. But uh, so what else? Ruby Chocolate, of course. She got me a book, too. She got me the new Michael Lewis book, which I'll have to find some time to read as well. Ooh. What's the name of it? I have not seen it yet. Uh, the the fifth, oh God, the fifth something? The fifth threat, I think. Okay. What's it about? It's about the Trump administration, actually. <laughs> I figured he would have something to say about that, yes. So. Yeah, he's great, he's great. He is very Give it a chance, I, start, I started my reading on Michael Lewis by reading Liar's Poker and then The Big Short. Yeah, I read The Big Short, I read, there was another one where he, uh, it was... Money, the Blind Side, Moneyball. No, no. Um, what else? What was it about? It was. I think it was another book on the financial crisis. I think he did a couple books on that. Oh, Flash, uh, Flash Boys. 
That might oh, or the one where he wrote about the um, the uh, the pigs. He wrote about yes, the, the financial one. crisis was, from it, the it perspective Ir- uh, Ireland, Greece. Every chapter was like, or every section yeah. was like, one yes. was about Iceland, was about Ireland, what was about Greece. No, I read that one too. I can't think was, of the name. It was Portugal, Ireland, Greece, and Spain. Yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah. Actually, he did Iceland. Yeah, he did do Iceland as well. Yes, he did. And then the last chapter was about California, and it wasn't that good. No, but what was like it, it was great. Then I got to the last chapter. I'm like, yeah. What was the name of that book, though? I can't think of it. It was some weird title. Yeah, I read something that. about the financial. It was about the financial crisis, but yeah. from the foreign the for, a perspective of foreign countries and not the United States. Yeah, exactly. So I, I read but, both uh, of those. So. What else? What else is going on? Um, oh, I, saw, I I just want to talk. Uh, I, I, you, you said you saw Death Cab for Cutie. I saw a uh, yep. mystery sites. 3000 Mystery Science Theater 3000 live 30th anniversary tour cool. over at the Hard Rock. Very nice. In Very Orlando. Nice. Uh, that was fun if you are a fan of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Um they have they've uh they they revived it on Netflix uh, a couple years ago. Um they did a Kickstarter for that which I was a backer. Um and uh it was actually it has been one of the Revitalizations slash remakes slash redos that I have not been disappointed in. Uh, Jonah Ray yeah. Rodriguez has taken over the uh, the main host duty uh, on the show, uh, just making fun of bad movies like they used to, and he is very quick and very very funny. Um, this tour had him and the original host uh, Joel Hodson uh, watching movies together and doing some skits in between and just kind of interacting with the audience and very, very funny. We, they did two movies. We had a great time, so. Well, good. So. This was uh, in Orlando, the Hard Rock Live? Yeah, Hard Rock Live. You know, and I realized cool. that had been the first time I had been to any part of Universal, the parks, City Walk, anything, and since the second date with my wife, which was 12 years ago. So it had been a long time since I've been in that area. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? We went to the Hard Rock Live and we saw Kevin Smith. That's right. We did do that. Oh, okay. So, so <laughs> well, that I, sure made an impression. I, I know. I forgot it was at the Hard Rock. Yeah, you're right. So, okay. So that was the uh, second time I've been there since the day with my... But my okay. wife wasn't with me. My wife wasn't with me then. So it had been her first time in 12 years. <laughs> okay. But even then, that was that was like eight, nine years ago, wasn't it? That And that was the first time you had been back to the Hard Rock Cafe since you got... In Orlando, since you got food poisoning in in the in February or March of nineteen ninety one. Yep. So that that had to have been the Kevin Smith thing. How long ago was that? I mean, it's when I still lived down there. So like two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, something like that. So yeah, about eight years ago. <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> long time. We could, you could look it up because you could probably look up that and find that episode, that podcast. Or whatever. I'm sure I could, but I won't. <laughs> Exactly. So what else? Okay, so I got. I want to. Is it time to? I want to introduce. I have. I got a, a quick thing and a long thing. But uh, can we introduce a quick new segment? Absolutely. I love new segments. Ooh. So this is a couple news articles I wanted. News stories I want to discuss, and it's under the heading of what well, the what about now, covering Asian domination. It's Asian. a what about now Asian, Asian domination segment. Oh. Okay. Uh, we got a little theme here. We're talking about Mao and how you're incredibly ignorant <laughs> that about Mao's mass murderer, mass murderer. 
So we're going to talk about Asian domination I, because there was I, a couple... I, I can't believe that there's somebody that's basically giving Hitler a pass. And it's the Jewish member of our podcast team. <laughs> I, I don't recall giving Hitler a pass. <laughs> that guy wasn't half the guy that Nazi Tug was. Come on! <laughs> I'm just saying, you throw out something, you throw out a phrase like the worst mass murder in history, it's just not accurate. Do you have numbers? As, Do you have numbers? Uh, the internet does, in fact, have numbers, yes. Do you have numbers? Do, what do you mean, do I have numbers? I mean, I don't I don't have those figures tattooed on my forearm. Was, oh, that's sort of an irony there, I guess. There's a little Holocaust irony. Oh, man. <laughs> sorry. Ooh, sorry about that. I'm like, I have numbers tattooed. I'm a Jew, and I have numbers tattooed on my forearm, but they're not... Concentration camp numbers. They're the the um, the totals of all the mass murders in history, like Pol Pot, Stalin, Hitler, and Mao. That's actually what I have tattooed on my forearm. Ooh. Ouch. I would say it could still be Hitler. <laughs> it's not Hitler. It's Mao. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I'd be willing to wager a dollar. Now, why wouldn't it be Genghis Khan? Well, because the historical records weren't quite as accurate back then uh, so we, actually we w- wouldn't know i guess it's possible but not uh, verifiable i it sounds like we have a little uh, disagreement so i assume that if we were no, to come I, up I, with I, a i'm nature, not necessarily disagreeing i'm just saying who is it uh are you sure not willing to wager that it's now in fact you want to discuss terms and then while we're discussing terms you're gonna look up the answer <laughs> No, I'm not going to do that. I, you know what? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to stand down. Because I, I think you're probably right. I, I think it's not. Hitler. Okay. Okay, you're sure you don't want to bet and discuss terms? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay, that's good because I've already looked up the answer and I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know something? So yeah. did I. You were right. <laughs> Oh, the double fuck you. <laughs> the double fuck. <laughs> Ooh. But see, the thing is, I knew the answer before I looked it up. I uh, knew I was right before I looked it up. I only was confirming when I, I didn't look it up and then say, I already, I, when I was spouting it off the top of my head, that was before I looked up anything. I have a feeling Genghis Khan probably outdid him, though. Yeah, but. Uh, the numbers are quite as good, you know. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I mean, in terms of the facts, aren't quite as good. I mean, but anyway, so quickly, let's get back to Asian domination. I saw a couple of news news stories I want to mention. One of them is is that now in the world, the most powerful passport on the face of the planet belongs to citizens of what country? China. Guess again. Since it's Asian domination, I'm going to stay in Asia. Mm-hmm. South Korea. One more guess. Are you Ta- looking it up? Or are you going to give me a no, guess? No, no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Uh, Taiwan. Well, first of all, depending who you ask, Taiwan is part of China. So yeah. maybe I'll, give you a, I'll give you a pass. Give me another guess. Uh, Japan. It's Japan. Okay. The the Japanese passport is the most powerful passport on the planet with access to the most... They, they judge it by the number of countries you can enter without 
prior will get prior, without prior um, uh, priorly obtaining a visa. I mean, you can just show up in that country, and you can either don't need a visa, or they'll just give you one on the spot as a tourist. Really, the Japanese passport. Yes. Why now, is it used that? to be Singapore? I I don't know. It's just <laughs> well, well I. I, I don't know why it is. It's just I know the number is a, the Japanese passport gives you the most because of agreements that Japan has with the con- oh, country. Oh, gotcha. okay, okay. Now the the some of the ones that come in like the U.S. is like fifth, okay. but it's tied for fifth with like ten other countries. Okay, I think and they're like that if I remember correctly, number three is like Germany and Japan, but then I think they're tied with Singapore. I'm just sort of or South Korea, and then Singapore used to be number one. They might be number two. But again, Singapore strong, South Korea strong, Germany, um, sorry, France. Um, the worst, the worst, I believe, are Syria and Iraq. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I guess it's the idea that if you show up somewhere as a tourist, what's the odds that you're going to leave and not defect or just, <laughs> just, just try to get a job there? Right? Because like if, if you're a person in the U.S. and you show up to wherever, some country, and you're like... Um, I need to get the fuck back home. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what they're that that's what they're relying on the fact that you want to you want to go home because you're coming from a country that's better. And I didn't say a country. My I said I just said a country. Yeah, I got you. I'm sure that I'm sure there's a country in the world that I can show up. Oh, look, I'm a Jew. I can say Israel. I'm sure if I just show up in Israel, <laughs> I gotta get the fuck home. There you go. I'm allowed to say that. You can say Ireland because you're Irish. There you go. There you go. But. uh Let's see. Anyway, so the Japanese have the most powerful passport in the world. And uh, the other story I noticed that just blew my mind, which I actually think is is extremely positive from the perspective of, of, of gay rights and progress in terms of gay rights, but not necessarily where it occurred, in that the Chinese created baby mice from two daddy mice and from two mommy mice. Ooh. And that is amazing. How did they do that? I ha- I have no fucking idea. Because I am not a biologist. <laughs> I have no clue. I just know that they did it. And I think that's amazing that it, if, if gay people... Obviously, now my wife pointed out that gay rights in China are really shitty, so that's probably not why they were doing it. But maybe eventually, if that made it to the U.S., then that would be really awesome, right? Oh, of course. I think it would be great. Now, a couple problems here is that usually when scientists do experiments with mice, especially when it comes to cloning or reproductive um, experiments, they tend to create, like, what, 100 dead mice before they get the one living one. (laughs) So it's going to be a long time before... um, you know they're going to be trying that humans. Hope, hope, let's hope. Um, except for the the reason why the Chinese do that are successful is because they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck in terms of um, um, experimentation. In terms of well, this might be bad if we're experimenting. Uh, in terms of ethics, let's say the Chinese don't give a fuck. No, no, they don't. They don't. They really, and they're going to eventually kick our ass because they don't give a fuck. So here's a question for you, uh, especially from the perspective of women. Uh, they could probably, most women could probably do with less men in their lives, <laughs> the way uh, men tend to treat women over the centuries. So here's, here's a question for you. 
Which scientific advancement will be the proverbial nail in the coffin between male and female relationships? Will it be reproduction without the need for sperm? Or will it be artificial women that are impossible to tell from the real ones? So from a male perspective, I mean like if something to replace women or something to replace a guy. Exactly. It's interesting that your example, you cho- for, man, for men you chose... Uh, a replacement for sex, and for women, you chose a replacement for a father. Because, uh, not a father, for, but for, for, but for, a, for uh, procreation. A, for pro- for procreation. That's because very that's interesting. Ex- that's exactly how it is. You you know about huh. you know about female Viagra, correct? Um, do they have that? They do. They have a pink pill. Pink pill for women now. It's female Viagra. Let me tell you the difference between male Viagra and female Viagra. Male Viagra just basically increases the blood flow to the penis. In fact, all it means is says the men's sex drive is still there. They just don't have enough blood flow to get an erection. This just the equipment's that. not working. Yeah, yeah, this helps that. Female Viagra changes the chemistry of a woman's brain to the point where she actually wants to have sex again. Hmm. So to for a woman at that age to, to have sex, you have to basically... Make her think she wants to have sex in an artificial way. Men still just want to have sex. They just can't do it. That's the difference between male Viagra and female Viagra. So yeah, I don't think I don't think it's gonna be I don't think it's gonna be a sex robot. I think it's gonna be like a virtual reality where you just plug a like the Matrix where you plug a cable into the back of your head, and it's just this totally immersive virtu- uh, virtual reality where you can't tell the difference as opposed like, to like a like a brainstorm robot. like brainstorm. With Christopher you're Walken. thinking you're thinking more like Westworld, and I'm thinking more like the Matrix of Brainstorm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 All right. So let's boil it down to: Will it be uh, reproduction without the need of sperm, or an artificial sexual experience that's indecipherable? I'm gonna go completely. I'm gonna go a completely different direction. I'm gonna go to a completely different direction. I'm gonna go some sort of replacement where it's it's. I don't know if it's going to be a simulation or something real, but it's going to be a man um, that they can focus all of their bitching and complaining to, and he'll just take it with a big smile on their face and nod and agree. That That is going to be like the male equivalent of the sex robot for women. You're such a misogynistic asshole, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a misogynist. It's just that that's what my wife does every hour of every day. It's the uh, it's the bitching and complaining absorption robot. I'm not. I'm not a misogynist. I, I. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm an asshole, but I'm not a sexist. I am not a sexist. It, I, it offends me for me to be called it because I am literally surrounded by women. I have a wife, two daughters. <laughs> even our cat's a girl. I have one sister. She has three daughters. Um, my yeah. wife has two sisters. My mother has one sister. I'm my life is utterly and completely dominated by women. Gilmore so, Girls is on the TV right now. <laughs> constantly, Gilmore Girls constantly. So like, I am not a sexist. I'm just an asshole <laughs> and i am offended if you call me sexist but i'm perfectly willing to accept that i'm an asshole <laughs> don't you dare call me a sexist asshole i'm just a regular asshole uh, remember
remember, Trump said, I can't be an anti-Semite. My daughter's married to Jared Kushner. So I'm just, oh, please. Okay. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard the defense before. <laughs> uh. So you're saying that your wife does a bitch complain all day, every day? Honestly, Wait, bear in, mind, bear, bear in mind she's listening right now. <laughs> she she might be <laughs> if she hasn't given <laughs> up on this thing already. Um, I'll be honest with you. She doesn't. She doesn't do a lot of bitching and complaining. She 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 has her moments where she kind of like unloads everything at once and and has that need to like vent. But then she's good, and and then she's good for a while. So. It's not a constant. No, it really isn't. I'm lucky that way. So. Uh, and on that note, uh, we'd like to encourage our female listeners to give us an email at darrented.gmail.com. <laughs> I think I'm getting a few of them on Team Darren. I just I get that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get anybody on Team Ted? Anybody at all? Yeah, even Trump got fifty-two percent of the white women vote. So yeah. <laughs> uh, how about how about uh, I don't know. Uh, I think you're down to forty-eight with that little uh, sound effect. So. <laughs> I get, oh man, I get nobody. I get no women on my team. Ted, nothing. <laughs> That's like high school all over again. Yeah. <laughs> So you said you had a big story. Why don't we go ahead and wrap up uh, okay, this okay. edition with the big story. All right. Well, I just want to talk a little bit about um, the trials and tribulations going on with um, an, an older parent being moved into assisted living. It's not It's not the happiest situation no. with uh, a mother-in-law going to assisted living, but I wanted to just share some of the ha-ha perspective. It's, it's sort of the ancillary story. It's like... Uh, Obviously, she's not doing well. She's in assisted living. But the past weekend, or a couple weekends ago, going having to go to her house to try to clean out a bunch of stuff, thinking about uh, preparations for selling the place. Okay. Hang on one second. I have a lovely cough here. <coughs> <coughs> ah, excuse me. But uh, I don't know if I'll edit this out or maybe I'll include it just for fun. But, uh, so first of all, my mother-in-law, she's not doing well. But, again, with situations like this, there are certain things you can get away with. For example, there was a, it was actually a month or two ago we were visiting uh, at the beginning of the decline. And um, I, we had bought a box of animal crackers for my daughter. And I wasn't really regulating. So, like, I had a little cracker, and my mother-in-law had a cracker. And then my, my daughter ate the rest of the box. And then my mother-in-law let it slip. She's like, oh, I can't leave your daughter eat the whole box of animal crackers. And my folks, she says, You're, you let her eat the entire box of animal crackers? And I looked at her square in the face and said, no, of course not, honey. She just, she's just a little confused, that's all. You know, giving us, like, taking advantage of the fact that my mother-in-law might not be 100% there mentally. And basically lying, just flat-out lying to my wife's face with the face. No, she did not eat all the animal crackers. No, she, she, mother-in-law is just a little confused. That's all. 
<laughs> naturally taking advantage of again in a in an innocent way in an innocent way like the wife bitching complaining sort of thing just innocently saying no that didn't really happen okay but in fact yes my daughter did and it wasn't a lie because i did in fact have two animal crackers of course so my my daughter did not eat an entire box of animal crackers there's only like 10 cookies in there she only ate like seven come on nine nine and a half nine and a half <laughs> but it wasn't a lie she ate a whole elephant's worth. <laughs> hmm. But uh, again, so um, so now the mother-in-law is in assisted living and um, not doing well. But the thing is, every time we visit, there's always these massive amounts of like chocolates, candies, chocolate cookies just sitting around. I guess mother-in-law, she's not really. She's not really eating them because she doesn't have much of an appetite. But, like, I guess I'm a bad person. But, like, yeah, I, I look forward to all the chocolate. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, I want to bring my kids to, to visit Grandma, right? Because it perks up Grandma. But I want to see Grandma and try to cheer her up. And every time we go, I always manage, except for, like, very recently... I you know I always manage to get a really good smile or a good laugh out of Grandma, but goddamn it, those chocolates are really good. <laughs> she has these like amazing collection of chocolate cookies and candies there. By the way, one of them is it's Kirkland. I don't know if it's like the thing you get at Costco, like this giant tin of chocolate covered cookies that says Kirkland on it. That's definitely a sponsor this evening. <laughs> good stuff, huh? Good good stuff. I mean. um... It doesn't doesn't make up for like the very sad situation, but it, it it makes the pain a little bit easier to tolerate. Let's just say. So let me and get this let me get this straight. I just kind of want to set the scene here for a second for myself. Yes, yes. So there is a senior woman, partially incapacitated in an assisted living facility, and you are pilfering her chocolate and cookies. Pilfering is such a strong word. It's a very strong word. Um, I am, I am enjoying. I am partaking. I am sharing. The, I didn't eat all the cookies. Look, it's like, it's like the animal crackers. She had one, and I ate the rest of the tin. So we share it though. It's exactly like the animal crackers. My wife's like, "Did you eat that entire box of Kirkland cookies?" I'm like, "No, honey, I did not eat the entire box of Kirkland cookies. I believe your mother had one of them three weeks ago." I'm sorry about me and my daughter. <laughs> me and my daughter have a problem with cookies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Halloween is not going to be kind to you. <laughs> but, uh... And on the next episode this. of What About Now, we talk about Ted's diabetes. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. Let's... Let's let's not... Let's not... No, no, no. Let's keep those sugar numbers low. Let's, uh... Oh, and this episode has been brought to you by our sponsor is uh, uh, GlaxoSmithKline uh, brand insulin injections. And Wilford Brimley. <laughs> I just like saying diabetes. Diabetes. Quay, diabetes. <laughs> but uh, so another thing about the assisted living facilities, every time I go through, there's this giant flock of geese hanging outside. Like there's this like large grass, grassy knoll, if you will, and there's like. 10 to 30 geese, and uh, I always make jokes 
to my, my, my young daughter, I'm like, oh my god, there's the killer geese, beware. They'll, they'll take a man down in 10 seconds flat, beware of the killer geese. I'm always constantly making these jokes. My, my, my daughter has a good imagination. She doesn't actually believe me. She's like, I'm like, you know, I'm kidding, honey. But, and I started to think but how inside this place, they keep it on a pretty tight lockdown because they don't want old people to wander away. And there's like, all the emergency agents have signs that say, hey, if you press the, the exit, it'll open after 10 seconds, the alarm will go off. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. Maybe they're not worried about the old people wandering off. Maybe they're actually worried about the geese taking one of these guys down. One of these people down. <laughs> the geese are mean. <laughs> the geese. Geese if are they, mean. If they wander outside, this flock of geese will take an old person down. They will. Those things are mean. They will take them down. <laughs> so I'm sort of worried about, like, why are... thing is, why are all these geese constantly hanging around? Because they've tasted human flesh and they crave more. <laughs> I don't doubt it. <laughs> uh, so uh, keep an eye on your old people. Don't let the geese get to them. <laughs> anyway, so just again, so like I'm. Not, this is like the twisted things that go in my mind. It's like vi- visit the mother-in-law, but like I'm, I'm like you know you're noticing. So I'm like, what the what's what's the deal with these geese? But uh, anyways, I, I entertain myself. But what else? What else is going on? The main the main point here is that the the depressing activity of having to go through somebody's house that they've moved out and have to go through 10 years worth of crap built up because you're trying to clean it up yeah. and um and it's not a fun activity but yeah. you know I, I try to make lemonade out of lemons try to have a little bit of fun whatever i'm doing even depressing shit um so going through and clean, so I was given a couple tasks. My wife thought of me and thought about my expertise and thought, well, there's a couple things that we can assign you. Of course, I get the shit job, like me and the brother-in-law have to climb up in the attic and like carry all the stuff down. So like the grunt work, right? Uh-huh. The boys get the grunt work. And again, this is this was my my wife's assignment, so you can call her a sexist against women. <laughs> but like the boys get all the the, the 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 grunt work. Yes, my wife is a sexist against women. There you go. She assigned me and my brother-in-law. We had to climb up into the attic and all the boxes that were stored up there and carry them all down and go through them. And, not go through them, but just, like, carry them down. And, uh, and then one of the other tasks, uh, tasks I was assigned was go through the, the master bathroom, go through the cabinets and throw out all the shit. And uh, it, felt like, it felt like I was living in an episode of The Walking Dead and I had stumbled upon a grocery store like 10 years or five years after the apocalypse because I found so much expired medicine. (laughs) You know, I had never, I had never seen a box of band-aids that every band-aid had turned yellow. Have you ever seen that? (laughs) And like at least 10 to 20 of these like small tubes of toothpaste you get when you go to the dentist, these travel sized tubes of toothpaste. And, um, and like 10 or 20 of them. And of course, sadly, my first reaction was, cool, I'm keeping these. <laughs> and then, and then, I started thinking, item. my wife's gonna, yeah, exactly. They, they don't make this, that's like, they have a mango, oh. they have a mango scene flavored uh, mini what? toothpaste, what travel is this? toothpaste. Is this, is this a bottle of Anison? Oh, I made it. Uh. <laughs> Anison. Hit the jackpot, but, baby. Uh, oh, look at this. Uh, my, 
a stick of Tussie Red deodorant. <laughs> all right, all right, enough. You've made those jokes already five podcasts ago. That's oh, it, enough. Shit. Oh, enough, enough. You've made that exact, the, t- the answer in the Tussie Red, you've already made that joke. Did I really? Too bad. That was good. You did, you did, you did. Uh-uh. Come on, new jokes. You can make the same kind of jokes. Don't do it. Just make the exact same joke. The exact you know? same joke. I couldn't think of anything expired yeah. from the 80s. Uh... You can't think of like uh, I was gonna make an awful like uh, celebrity joke. Somebody who's expired from the eighties. I don't know. Oh uh, God! Actually, I was just reading today in Wikipedia about how the the um, the who played uh, on the Adams Family, who played uh, uh, Morticia, she actually died in the eighties. So there you go. There's only expired from the eighties. <laughs> Carolyn Jones. I was happened to. I happened to be stumble upon her Wikipedia page today, and it was, it was very sad actually because she died of colon cancer. Oh, but there you awful. go. Awful. A very awful example. There you go. Okay, let me let me let me think of somebody from the eighties who, who were glad that they died. Anybody from the eighties we can think of who glad were glad that they died? Big awful murderer who died in the eighties. Who died in the eighties? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like when did they execute Dahmer. Ted Bundy? When did they execute? Ted oh, there you go. Yeah. Yes. Was that 19? There you go. There's somebody who expired in the 80s. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Ted Bundy. Very good. Very good. I had to make up for you saying Anderson and Tussie Red twice, apparently. Okay. So. But, uh... We're going to have to go back in time, Mark, and timestamp those so we can we know exactly when I said that before, so... I Should I put together a clip of, of like, the compilation of you saying Anderson and Tussie Red? Yes, yes. <laughs> Just... How many like what, what I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna put a clip of you saying it, and then I'm gonna intertwine the clip of you saying it last time. You know what? Because I, th- I don't have an I don't have enough shit to do. You know what? I think I've said more than Anison and Tussie read on this podcast though. What? Yahoo! Serious? Three times, baby! Three <laughs> times natural! Woo! <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> You kind of force that one. You kind of force that one. We were talking about Einstein. We weren't talking about yeah. I still worked it in. I still worked it in. Okay, fine. <laughs> and speaking of Asian domination, Yahoo! Serious. There you go. Not- anyway, so going through my first reaction and going through all this expired, all this stuff in the in the bathroom I was like, I'm gonna keep half the shit. And then I realized that my wife is gonna give me a bunch of crap. And so I said, Well, let me have some sort of filter. I won't keep the expired stuff. And I think all except one of those little mini tubes of toothpaste were, in fact, expired. Along with pretty much all the Band-Aids and medicine. It's like, I didn't even think Band-Aids could expire. Ugh. But uh, anyway, so my shopping at the post-apocalyptic grocery store did not go very well. So how, how, uh, expired, I admit, how expired was the toothpaste? Like a couple years, a couple months? A year or two. And it was a, very, it was a range, but... Towards the end, I started keeping track of, like, the oldest thing I found. And the oldest thing I found was not from 2007, but expired in 2007. What was it? I do not remember. I just remember that it was something, it was some sort of medicine, some sort of cream, which means it was probably from, like, 2004 or something. So, did you try the expired toothpaste? I'm curious how expired toothpaste tastes. Huh, I did not, but... It's too bad that we weren't going through it together because I'm guessing there would have been a dare involved and I would have. I would have, would have done, done it. So. I, oh, I so would have done it. I so would Not have done that. Not even a dare. 
Oh, absolutely. On a dare, on a bet, or just like, hey, Darren, try this. You'd be like, okay. Or to be yeah, like, I, I think like, you would just said, I dare you. You might not even have to say I dare you. I, you might have said, hey, this toothpaste expired. I'd be like, huh, I wonder how that tastes. <laughs> it might have been. Me, I'm going to make a little. Pro- it might have been that simple, buddy. <laughs> huh. I'm going to make a little proposal. Tell me what you think. But anytime we're, we're doing something like this, we're discussing dare, I want to propose that. And now and forever in the future, I'm going to say, I dare in you. I dare in you, huh? You're going to turn into a verb for doing something <laughs> stupid. Yeah, I, I dare in you to try that expired toothpaste. What do you think? Can we, can we maybe do that? Sure. I can, I'm good for that. And when I do we it, it's like, it. when I do it, will it be like, wow, he really darent it or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, because dare, you're... you're most of the letters of dare, in fact, in your name. It's true. So it's why not? True. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> okay, I dare you to. I dare you to try the expired toothpaste. There you go. Uh, let's see what else. So I did manage to get. I managed to sneak out a perfectly good blood pressure monitoring um, a cuff. Like a. It was like a, a blood pressure monitor. One of these like. A, fancy electronic blood pressure monitors uh-huh where you take you know, you can put you it's like you can take your blood pressure and i was like ooh, free blood pressure monitor device i'm taking this <laughs> maybe someday i'll have high blood pressure cross my fingers and i can use this oh yeah you're like you're gonna wait for it to happen mr hypochondriac you're probably checking it twice a day uh, already Ooh, i'm feeling lightheaded i better check my blood pressure <laughs> Alright, here's a question. Honest answer. How many try- times have you used it since you brought it home? Sadly, none. Oh, so disappointed. So disappointed. Sounds like I have homework. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you dare, do you dare in me to go take blood pressure? No, I don't dare in you. It's just taking blood pressure. It's not hard to do. <laughs> I, I'm just surprised that you haven't done it multiple times already. Ooh, I got a little excited well, there. Let me see. Make sure everything's okay. <laughs> well, uh, the Darren part is that if my wife sees me doing it and says, what the fuck are you doing with that blood pressure monitor? <laughs> I'm like, honey, hold on a second. Let me get the uh, um, complaint. Let me let me trade out myself with the complaint bot 5,000. Here you go. And you know you can't lie to her and say that you just bought it because it's got the Eckerd's price tag still on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see is that the title what is the title are we going to be the complain bot 5000 is that going to be the can, what do you think about the title the complain bot 5000 i'm good with that i'm good with that <laughs> the thing the thing that will end male female relations <laughs> for humanity the complain bot 5000 what's our phrase that pays <laughs> I don't know. What's the first of pace? You usually come up with it. Uh, I think it's going to be Tussie Red. <laughs> Tussie Red. Yeah. Okay. I think it's are you, are, are, you sh- are you sure we haven't done that already? Uh, no, I'm not. But I don't think we have. And what's, what's going to... Are we going to actually... What are we going to include in the prize box? <laughs> Expired tube of toothpaste, of course. <laughs> Except I didn't take it. So how are we going to get one? Do you still have access to it? I think I threw them out, but uh, if I was a betting man, I'm guessing that if I bought a tube of toothpaste now, by the time the listener point <laughs> email us, it would be expired. I think that is an excellent idea. 
So, how, about I, how about if I just say a mini tube of toothpaste? Most, like, most tube likely toothpaste. expired by the time you claim your prize. Po- possibly expired mini tube of toothpaste. <laughs> if the phrase it pays is Tessie Red, and you email us at darrenandted at gmail.com, D-A-R-I-N-A-N-D-T-E-D at gmail.com, or hit us up, as the kids used to say 10 years ago, at a tw- a Twitter or Facebook at WhatAboutNowPod. But let me, let me finish. Let's wrap shit up. Um... What else? What else? Just so the last thing I want to say. So, aside from the the post-apocalyptic grocery shopping, um, the other task that I was given was to go through her record collection, which was actually kind of a mildly interesting task. I was like, "Ooh!" She had this giant chest full of vinyl, full of thirty-three for vinyl albums. And this woman like bought original. This Beatles fan bought original Beatles albums, right? So I'm like, ooh, this is gonna be fun. Now, the, the initial comment I made when I was given this assignment was like, I guarantee you, I'm gonna find some Manilow, some Barry Manilow. <laughs> and besides the Beatles, and I, cause I, I knew the woman's taste. She was a big fan of like James Taylor and uh, Carol King, a lot of Beatles, some Monkeys. I found five Barry Manilow albums. There you there. go. Five. Looks like we My made fav- it, baby. <laughs> yes, we did. And I love this. The one of them sort of stood out because it was a Barry Manilow live album. And I, I'm gonna have to post a picture on Facebook, but like I can't do it justice describing it. But he was dressed in like a sequin blue jumpsuit, just with his arms outstretched, almost like Jesus, looking up, just a big smile, and it was Manilow live. Oh, and, uh, nice. So, so I was going through all the, all the records, and after making the comments, and then they got back, and I go, hey, guess what I found? And I showed them, I showed them this beautiful, giant album with Manilow on it. And I was like, ah, this, you don't get any better than Manilow. <laughs> but, uh, let's see. So you went through the records, and then the problem was, is there were so many records, and I was... They were asking, hey, if you find anything interesting, or they, 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 they asked me, well, if I find anything that I might want or that might be valuable. The problem with that is, like, with 100 records, spending the time trying to look up the value, that would have been hours and hours worth of work, but um, maybe had a thought that one of these Beatle albums were something, because we found a white album that had a serial number on it, and I looked it up, and they sold, like, 3 million serial-numbered white albums. It was uh-huh. like... Unless you had numbers one through four, which were given to the Beatles. So yeah, so. And then I found some, uh, some like stuff that I thought maybe that had belonged to because her, her folks got divorced, and I, I I know the taste, the musical taste of her, of her mother and father, and I thought maybe that some of Dad's records. Got or got in there by mistake, or she kept by mistake. I was like, man, maybe Dad wants these because I know he likes these bands. But um, the only thing I insisted on keeping is that Manilow album. And actually, I think I might have forgotten to take it. But goddamn it, I want that Manilow album. <laughs> I don't even want the record. I just want the cover. I just want the cover. And I'm gonna post. I'll find it and I'll post a picture of that Manilow album. Nice. That beautiful. Are you? Yes. Are that you, beautiful Barry. Are you gonna frame it hanging on the wall? Uh, it's not a bad idea. I just I, I don't know if my wife's gotten rid of it already. Yeah, M- Michael's. You know what? Michael's has 
album frames that you can you can buy for for vinyl albums to to hang on your wall. So I might have to actually buy a copy of it if they've already gotten rid of it. I might have to go on eBay and buy a copy of it. <laughs> it was just so amazing. And you know what? I make fun of. Mr. Manilow, but I actually like a couple of his songs. He's like the epitome of 70 craps off rock, but I do like a couple of his songs. You know, I, I have to say, you may have lost some women off of Team Ted this week, but I think you may have gained some members of the gay community this week, so, I mean, that's good. Uh, members of the gay community that are like in their 60s or 70s. Hey, it is what it is, man. Hey, we, we, we accept all people here. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying that just because you're gay doesn't mean you have bad taste in music. <laughs> I mean, again, he's very, he was such a, again, that was a 70s, really, he was a 70s artist. So, oh, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd be dying to know if any um, gay man under 40 has even heard of Barry Manilow. Oh, I'm sure. Come on. Come but, on. But uh, let alone a fan. Yeah. Let alone a fan. He writes but, the songs uh, that makes the whole world sing. Come on, man. Oh, don't even get me fucking started. <laughs> you know, the, the irony and the fact that Barry Manilow did not write that song. He did it? I did not don't, know that. He d if you look up the credits for that song, I Write the Songs, The Whole World Sing, uh -huh. he did not fucking write that song. <laughs> that is the thing that pisses me off most about Manilow. He didn't write the song that the whole world sings. God damn it. Yes, I've spent the time looking up the liner notes of Barry Manilow's songs just to know, just to be pissed off to know. If I, I'm going to look it up right now. I, I'm going to Wikipedia. I write the songs. I'm looking up right now. Let's give credit where credit is due. I write the songs by Barry Manilow. Songwriter, Bruce Johnson. Fuck you, Manilow. Fuck you. Uh, what About Now listeners, I'd like to introduce a new segment to our What About Now podcast. It's called, it's called Ted fuck, Rants fuck you, About Barry Manilow. It's Manilow <laughs> Rants. Manilow Rants, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Featuring Ted. <laughs> You've heard our inaugural edition of Manilow Rants by Ted. And if, and if you look up, if you look up the credits to most of the songs, the hits by Manlow. He, in fact, did not write them. Look, he's a great singer, great performer. He's probably not a great songwriter. I, I've never looked into his songwriting ability, so I... I'm, I'm sorry, but something... Some, if there's a song called I Write the Songs, the whole world sings, <laughs> that just screams research, thinking, oh, really? Did you, Barry, though? Did you, Barry? I don't think so. Fuck you, Barry. <laughs> only you would think uh, that that screams research <laughs> Bruce Johnson look this we're gonna dedicate this episode to Bruce Johnson in fact how about the title of this podcast will be dedicated to Bruce Johnston what if what if Bruce Johnson was like a serial killer we don't know anything about Bruce Johnston I'm looking him up right now he's still alive <laughs> He's 76. He's an American songwriter. And he's serving, long, he's serving life for him. <laughs> and he's serving, he's sharing a cell with Bill Cosby. Ooh, ouch. Yikes. Okay, look, look. So, I'm going to do a little research. As long as we find out that uh, Mr. Johnson was on the up and up, how about we call this episode Dedicated to Bruce Johnston? 
a sidebar, Bruce Johnson. <laughs> because he wrote the songs, <laughs> the whole world sings. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I could amuse you, but like that just burns my that just that just grinds my gears. <laughs> and you think this is some bit? You think I'm just oh Ted's putting on no? Oh no! Oh no! This. This just chaps my ass. The guy who sings, I wrote the songs. The whole world sings, didn't write that fucking song. I'm glad at least you're getting a laugh out of this. I'm getting a great laugh out of this. I'm getting all worked up now. But uh, that's it. So I guess we closed strong here. Yeah, we closed strong. We closed strong. Uh, I, I do want to share. But, I do want to introduce a new a new segment myself. Uh, this is a, a <laughs> this is a quick thirty second segment. I'd like to pop in every once in a while. Uh, but I like I like Twitter for funny Twitter. I like people that say funny things. Yeah. And so I'm gonna start what I call the tweet of the week. I don't know if I'll do this every week, but if I find something that I find is funny, I want to share it. So this is my tweet of. Of the week, and we referenced this individual earlier in the podcast, so it's apropos. So it is a tweet with an embedded tweet, which I'm no, you don't do Twitter a lot, but that's basically there's a reference tweet, which is the embedded tweet, and then the tweet is a response to that previous tweet. So that's just a that's just a uh, what you call it, a thread, a conversation. Yeah, but it's it it doesn't necessarily have to be with multiple, you know, more than just the two people. You know, it, it, it they embed the tweet to, to reference what they're talking about, and usually you're talking, talking about a retweet. Well, there's a retweet. It's not a retweet. It's like not a, a, a there's a retweet which is just showing that t- the previous tweet or the original tweet to your followers without comment. Well, you can well you can go on somebody's tweet and comment. And that's just a yeah, but yeah, but an embed an embedded tweet is a retweet, but your comment about that tweet appears in the tweet as well. Oh, fuck's sakes. Fuck Twitter. Yeah, well, anyway, I've explained very boringly the rules. So, the first tweet was from Sky News, which is basically a British news organization. And the the article that they tweeted, or the headline that they tweeted was, A man has stabbed a colleague at a research station in Antarctica. And then it links to the article. This was embedded in a tweet by Wilford Brimley, who said, it is happening. Uh... I'll read the hashtag, which will make it more self-explanatory. I thought it was funnier without the hashtag, but he put the hashtag, the thing. I take it, you've never seen the thing from another world? Uh, so, uh, this, this also introduced another segment called the What About Now? Distracted by looking at the Wikipedia page of Bruce Johnston. (laughs) So... I, I might not have been paying attention at that moment, which is why you're not supposed to use the fucking computer while we're doing the podcast. Okay, so start over. Give me. I'm listening. You got my full attention. Go. Nah, it's too late. The moment's over. I missed. I missed. This is what about now? In case you missed it, well, I missed it. I was making sure Bruce Johnson wasn't a serial killer. Okay, I'll read it again. Go ahead. <laughs> The first tweet was from Sky News, and it was a headline. Sky News. It was a headline that linked to an article. The headline read, "A man has stabbed a colleague at a research station in Antarctica." This was uh-huh. tweeted out by Wilfred Brimley, who uh-huh. commented, "It is happening." Hashtag the thing. It, 
Oh. Okay. A reference to like the Carpenter movie. Yeah, exactly. Which Wilfred Brimley was yeah. in. Yes. Oh. I see I didn't actually know that he was in that. Oh, okay. Well. That is That's a great it's movie. Happening. That's that's a great movie if okay. you if you haven't seen it. So Okay, interesting. So um you didn't get a laugh out of me, but yeah. I'm like, yeah, maybe I would have laughed if I'd seen the movie. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't seen it. Like the one from 82 or something? Yeah, exactly. Did I just pull the, the actual year out of my ass? Is that, that could be right. Uh, it sounds pretty close. If it's not right, it's pretty close. Uh, okay, so what else? Did you have another one? You want no, to that was for... it. I found that funny. Well, see, Darren, you shouldn't take a valuable podcast time discussing tweets you should just discuss it in our twitter feed i, I that's gonna hold the point I, I, that's the whole point of our twitter feed is that you can retweet that you have to you have to resend me the uh the password and everything because uh, oh my god well no i changed phones and it signed me out and I, don't <laughs> I thought i did send you the password again yes and then i've changed phones since then again so <laughs> i'm sorry you've changed phones twice twice in the last year what the hell are you doing with all these phones? I keep breaking them. Huh. Interesting. Okay, then. So maybe we need to include in the prize stash, we need to include one of your broken phones. <laughs> Actually, no. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I traded that phone in, and I'm looking uh, at, at stuff on my new tablet that I got for the trade-in. So. Ooh, very nice. All right, so on that note, let's wrap stuff up. And uh, we have the, we do the phrase that pays and we do the prize. And I think the last thing we do is we just mention that our sponsors. We already discussed sponsors earlier, but let's talk about, finally, what are some final sponsors? Oh, let's see. Well, we've already said uh, Johnny uh, Walker, White Walker, Scotch. Yes, yes. Uh, Ruby Chocolate. Ruby Chocolate. Um, Tussie Red. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, mezuzahs. Uh Mystery Science Theater 3000, 30th anniversary tour, coming to a city near you. Of course, Kirkland. Of course, Kirkland Cookies. Of course, Kirkland Cookies. Uh, and, anima, and Animal Crackers. And Animal Crackers. Uh, apparently, uh, Twitter. <laughs> Twitter's our sponsor? They need all the help they can get, buddy. <laughs> yeah, sure they do. Uh, let's see. Of course, Manilow. Of course. Manilo Live. Manilo. <laughs> and uh, probably the uh, legal firm representing Brian Johnson for any, or what was his name, Brian Johnson? Uh, Mr. I'll just call him Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson. For anything we may have said, that is not true. <laughs> what? We've said nothing but, showered nothing but praises upon Mr. Johnson. <laughs> we may have made allegations that we might be prematurely praising him if he... We may no. We made no allegations. We said as long as he didn't do those things. Oh, okay. We never said. We never accused him. We said as long as he's not sharing a cell with Cosby. That's all we said. <laughs> we 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 assume he is not. We assume he's not. We assume he's, he is in yeah. good health and free and innocent of any allegations put against him. And uh, of course, Ruby Chocolate. Ruby Chocolate, this episode brought, brought to you by not only Ruby Chocolate and Death Cab for Cutie, but also Getting Old. Yes, Getting Old. And, getting Old. And Diabetes, which we're all going to have after Halloween this week. So. 
Like reversible diabetes? Uh, I don't know. We'll find out how much we eat. <laughs> oh, jeez. What about Female Viagra? Definitely brought to you by Female Viagra. Oh, yes, of course. And uh, the complaint bought 5,000. <laughs> the complaint bought 5,000. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Worth every penny. <laughs> worth every penny invested in the complaint bought 5,000. Okay, well, let's end it on that. So you are? I am Darren. And I'm Ted. And you've been listening to What About Now? Excellent, excellent. Okay, there you go. So I think that's what. And then uh, no uh, humidifiers or whatever in the background going. No, no humidifiers, no AC, no. Uh, do you want me to unplug my refrigerator? Could you just go ahead and cut all the power in the house just to be safe? Okay. the The neighbor has a dog. It sometimes bark, which barks. Would you like me to shoot it? Uh, I prefer hands-on sort of approach. Could you maybe go and strangle? Strangle oh, the dog okay. with your bare hands. Oh. It's a little bit more. Oh, okay. You know, murderers that like do it with a like people who like use a knife as opposed to a gun. It's like oh, it's somebody they know because it's like so much more personal. <laughs> I'm gonna refer this to the FBI. <laughs> I have oh. a feeling. I have a feeling this podcast will be entered into evidence one day. Uh, I hope it's entered into evidence for the uh, potty awards. <laughs> the golden potty. <laughs> <laughs>